So we can notice that in the course of a day, we can see that there's a movement. We have a little bit of ground in ourself. We have a little bit more capacity. The capacity then makes it possible to connect. And then we can find a connection with resource that then brings more energy and more capacity. The capacity then is the capacity to settle, to focus, and simple things like food. The sound of the wind, the the leaves shimmering in the wind, the fresh, cool breeze on the skin. And so we can move from a kind of uh, dullness or a disconnection into feeling some more ground and connection, and then just being able to enjoy simple things, a cup of tea carrot. A tangerine. And as our body systems settle, we can then have more capacity to open up to the Brahmavahar, the divine abodes, the qualities of, of kindness and compassion, joy and equanimity. But it's important to remember that we need to have some ground. That it's important to be grounded, to have some ground, to allow attention to settle and to focus. We have a little, a little bit of resource to then direct. Just taking a moment again and just seeing that the posture is aligned and balanced. The sacrum is in the right relationship with the floor and sitting bones and is rocking with each in-breath and out-breath that the spine elongates from the sacrum and that the, the muscles relax. Now, for many people, there's a a kind of challenge of bringing loving kindness to oneself for a variety of different reasons. Just because it's a challenge doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile to cultivate. In fact, sometimes the, the more it is a challenge, the more important it is to cultivate. But for some, for some, there's not a real strong sense of, well, where do I connect with metta to direct it to myself? And so it can be helpful to bring to mind an image of someone or something or some place that for you evokes a, a sense of Unconditioned kindness. It could be something, a person that you know or an archetype. It can be the image of a a mother nursing her child. 
father protecting his baby, or grandmother or grandfather. It could be an animal. It's just always there, always available, always responsive. It could be a very powerful place in nature. A sacred grove, a special spring, a bay in the ocean. And so it really is not, doesn't really matter what is the image that is, brings you the sense of this kindness, of, of the sense that everything is okay, everything is welcome, a sense of well-wishing. It just is important to connect and to let that feeling, quality, grow. So each of us has different ways that we experience the world. Some experience the world very kinesthetically through sensations in the body. Others experience the world very visually. Some through emotions. Some cognitively. Some have through the sense of the ear. Others pick up scents that are the smell, that are very indicative and leave very strong impressions. And so what's important is not that we try and be any particular way, but that we begin to recognize how we experience the world. And whatever language I use to translate it into your access point, So if you're visual, challenge, change it into images. If you're cognitive, into phrases. If you're kinesthetic, into a, into a feeling in your body. And so when we are connecting with an image that allows us to feel the kindness, for me, I tend to experience the world through emotions. I feel it. So I let the feeling of kindness grow strong enough so that I can connect with it and then I release the image that evoked it. And letting this kindness get really strong and allow it to become something that you can direct. Direct it to the skin that's covering each of our own bodies. Just notice what happens to the skin when it is suffused with kindness. Now allow this kindness to suffuse and touch and warm the muscles. And just notice if there's any subtle shifts or 
movement, alignment, releasing that happens in the muscles when we bring kindness to them. And the muscles each have ligaments and allow the kindness to move into the ligaments. And the ligaments are attached to bones. And letting and directing the kindness into the bones. And in the center of the bones is the bone marrow and allowing the kindness to suffuse and illuminate, penetrate the bone marrow. And the bone marrow is the place where our blood is formed and letting the kindness suffuse the blood, cleanse the blood, nourish the blood. And the blood moves from the heart. So allowing the kindness to suffuse the organ of the heart. And the lungs. And the kidneys. spleen and the liver and the bladder and our digestive organs and our reproductive organs our endocrine system and our nervous system 
so that every part of our body, from solid to liquid to nerve fiber, is suffused with kindness. And what does it feel like to feel this kindness in our own body? Kindness that makes no demands, accepts everything, excludes nothing. With metta and kindness as a basis, we have some capacity for touching suffering in ourselves and in those around us. So just opening to if there's any part of the body that still feels hurting or painful, whether some kind of illness or dis-ease. Present in the body. And just allowing attention to come close enough to sense it, to know it, to quiver in the presence of it without absorbing into it. Just noticing what happens when there's the capacity to be present with suffering. can just take a moment and recognize that no matter where one lives or how wealthy one is or what ethnicity one has or sexual orientation one has, our bodies are fragile. Life is uncertain. People lose friends, loved ones, homes, jobs. There's a suffering that we all share being alive. We have that in common. 
And one thing that's very interesting this is that our capacity to be open and touch and present with suffering opens up the capacity to be with joy. The delight in watching somebody else eat a cookie, the smile of a child, Two people watching the colors of the sunrise or the sunset. Or somebody having received praise. Or accomplished something that was difficult. What a joy it is to be able to feel joy in somebody else's joy. Many of us, equanimity is not something we have an easy access to. But once again, if we can connect with the earth, let ourselves imagine being the earth. Six billion year old earth. Continents have shifted, mountains have emerged and weathered away. All of life form has been witnessed being born. Many species have vanished. Continents have shifted. Civilizations have come and civilizations have gone and the earth has witnessed all of it. Every single act of kindness, every single tear, 
that has ever been shed. Every single joy. From the perspective of the earth, it's not a disconnection. It's an enormous perspective. Very profound stability of perspective that allows things to be as they are, knowing they arise from conditions and vanish when the conditions no longer support them. It's another kind of joy to be cornless with what is steady in the face of change, uncertainty, turbulence, happiness, unhappiness, gain, of loss, praise, of blame, of doing well, of making mistakes being healthy, of having our health, fragile, it's another joy to be able to receive all that is present, awake, attentive, and steady not from control, from perspective.